This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is 2.05. You are listening to The Shaletta Show on News Talk 830 WCCO Radio, your good neighbor station. I'm Shaletta Brundage. I'm the host of the show. Josh Wheeler is producing, and my girl Taylor Ann is in the newsroom bringing us all the latest details on news and weather and anything that is going on in these Twin Cities. And, you know, one of the most creative people that I have ever met is Coach Shay Sandifer. Let me tell you about Coach Shay. Um, I thought she was just like the yoga lady, you know, the workout lady, because she was doing these, you know, exercises in the park, and she goes to different schools, and she, you know, helps young people and old people and all points in between work out and, and live healthier. But, you know, for her, it's not just about getting to the gym, but she's got a farmer's market, the first African-American female-owned farmer's market in the state of Minnesota. And you remember those Gensu Knife commercials, but wait, there's more? So, but wait, there's more. So on Wednesday, she does something called Wellness Wednesday, where she brings in speakers and helps women to, you know, think outside the box. And and these ladies share their stories every Wednesday over at Modern Well, a co-working space. But wait, there's more. She, you know, she does, uh, you know, she had a movie premiere, a whole documentary premiere at the Twin Cities Film Festival this year. It was the first movie um, there was a red carpet and a big giant after party. But wait, there's more. Uh, she still, I mean, it's just too much. It's too much creativity. And I love to see it. And she's created these amazing partnerships with Blue Cross Blue Shield and Caribou Coffee. And, you know, these corporate sponsors um, are lining up to help her help us heal through food, through fitness, through fellowship. And she's joining us now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline because, okay, so the stories behind the menu is your creation and, and you and Julie and, and, and you've been doing it for a while and Amanda Brinkman came in and y'all did a documentary. It premiered at the Twin Cities Film Festival and everybody was saying, oh, my God, I want to be a part of the next stories behind the menu. Oh, my God, when are you having another one? Oh, my God, I don't want to miss out on it. Well, they don't have to because you've got one coming up this Thursday uh, at the Mosaic. Coach Shay, we got to get everybody. We got to fill the room because they don't want to miss out on this. Hello. How are you? Girl, I'm good, good, good. Good. Yes, yes, yes. We're down to the last, like, 10 tickets. So, um, yeah, we've been selling out, you know, over the last two years. 
we grew from 60 attendees to 150. So we're pretty proud of what we've created and how we've expanded our community. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, talk to me about Stories Behind the Menu. What is it and what is it all about? So I call it my, it's my youngest child, but acts the oldest. (laughs) So of all my businesses. So Stories Behind the Menu is a dinner book club focusing on racial health and equity uh, through food and storytelling. So we're creating stories um, and an experience with local chefs that um, connect a book or documentary to how food has changed America and how the only true cuisine in the United States is indigenous. Everything else was brought in through enslavement or immigration, so why are we racist? Uh, we eat other people's food. We, um, you know, let it nurture our body, but we won't have, you know, courageous conversations uh, with others and break down those walls and barriers. Now, how did this idea come about? Because it is so original, so unique. I've never heard about about anybody doing anything like this. It started in my home, just creating, um, as you said, fellowship and community. But uh, my love for books and documentaries, I really wanted to create a real book club. And then I added the component um, when it started in my home six years ago around cooking. I love to cook. And so then I wanted to highlight other chefs once I turn this into business and how they really have changed America and how uh, we have, you know, we love food, right? We all need to eat together. And what can we do, though, but also learn and educate each other along the way? Okay, so this Stories Behind the Menu dinner event is Thursday, December 7th at 6.30 p.m. at the Mosaic here in downtown Minneapolis. Folks can go to storiesbehindthemenu.co, not com, but co, storiesbehindthemenu.co. And what is in store for this particular event? So we're really excited. We're ending the year with uh, Sri Lanka food. So we've got uh, Chef uh, Heather Jantz coming in. Uh, she is going to create a whole, uh, as she calls it, nourish your body, feed your soul, activate your senses. So she's getting ready to activate our senses with chutneys and eggplant and spices and tahini salads and curries. So we're going to have music. We're going to have fellowship. We're going to have education. And then there's a Q&A with Stephanie March from uh, Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine with Heather Jam. So it's going to be amazing. And I love Stephanie. That is my absolute yeah. sister. She is amazing. How do you cultivate all these people to come together, Coach Shane? Well, my love for food. <laughs> so um, as much as I can get out there and meet people, and throughout the years, you know, I've worked in restaurants for years, worked in corporate America. So I really went back as an entrepreneur and thought about the connections I had made and how I can bring these people and chef to, chefs together and uh, heal together from the inside out. And so I know a little bit of everybody, and then you just start asking around, and now other chefs are coming to us to be a part of this. It has really gone grown 60 to almost yes. 200 people. You talk about that being your third child. That child is grown. <laughs> that child is a grown yes. adult. I told you. Yeah, it's my youngest. She she thinks she's the oldest. <laughs> I call her fancy lady because she <laughs> creates a great experience. <laughs> and she just took over. And, you know, we're so blessed for what has happened for those that have been on this journey for over two and a half years and how we've grown with business. 
you know, I wrote and was an executive producer on a documentary, as you spoke of. And as we're growing that and what 2024 has in store for us also, we're really excited. Okay, you got to give us a sneak peek. You can't just tell us what 2024 has in store and think I'm just going to let you tip out the room with your finger in the air. No, ma'am, you are going to tell us what you got going on because I know it's something special. So as we continue, we have our next four dinners coming up uh, for 2024. Um, So we'll be announcing those four chefs uh, on Thursday. Okay. And then uh, we're taking the documentary on the road. So our goal is to do a 20-city tour nationwide. Uh, We're also connecting with uh, universities. So to bring uh, our documentary screening with the food tasting experience to 12 universities right here in Minnesota, so national and local. So whomever would like to be a part of this journey, we are taking inquiries now so we can create this tour and go on the road with it. Okay, how can they get in touch with you? Just go to storiesbehindthemenu.co, and there's our emails on there. I think it's info at storiesbehindthemenu.com, and um, yeah. You will be able to get in touch with us and love to talk to anyone that would like to, you know, grow with us and and see what we're getting ready to do. Okay, see, this is the one thing that I love most about you is how inclusive you are. See, when I do something great, I don't include people, Koshay, okay? I be great all by myself, okay? I'm on the billboard. My name is on the lights. I, I don't I don't, I don't, be including no. people. I, I, don't, no, I, don't, you, I don't work well with others. That's what they say too. on my progress report at work. You know, I call it a progress report at work when you get the annual review. It's for me, I call it a progress report because I got kids. That's where I'm at. And it always it does not no. work well with others. But you are so inclusive and you always bring in people and i have to tell you sometimes can you please stop bringing all these people in and just get in the spotlight by yourself because you have always had a whole bunch of people around you but you have always been one to lift (laughs) and climb lift and and climb and first of all you include everyone so give yourself credit for that only only Uh, if i can get the credit first yes but you know this is not about me this is about the journey for others to uh, grow together and educate what we're lacking and take those biases down. So uh, I've just created, and, I, and let me say this, I have an amazing team behind the scenes. Our wonderful project manager, Candace, and we've got Joni and Baylin and Marcus and Beatrice and all these wonderful people that help me behind the scenes to make this look wonderful. And they're really there, you know, in meetings, helping us create new ideas so we can take this to the next level. My goal is I want nationally people to understand and heal through food and sit down. And it can be done one conversation at a time. Well, Coach Shay, I can't thank you enough for being here on the show and the work that you do in community. Um, it is Stories Behind the Menu Dinner Event. It is this Thursday. A few tickets left. Get yours at storiesbehindthemenu.co. I love you, gal. I love you, too. Thank you so much. All right, y'all stick around. We've got more to come. You ever have those days where you just like, I don't want to get out of the bed. I don't want to get up to pee. I just want to lay here and scratch stuff. I'm having more and more of those days as the years keep passing me by. I used to just jump up and get to running. And now I find myself like just laying there thinking, okay, before I get out of there, let me just have, because I know once my feet hit the ground, it's nonstop until I get back in the bed. And so, I, you know, sometimes I just lay there. 
My alarm goes off at 530 and I don't get out of the bed until 615. Because I just, I don't, I don't want to get up. I don't want to get up. I just want to lay there. And, you know, I thought that was a bad thing. Turns out rest is okay. I met a uh, ear, nose, and throat physician not too long ago, and she and I were talking. And I told her, I said, my mantra is, you know, I'll rest when I'm dead. And she said, well, get ready to die because you need to lay down somewhere and at some point. So I, I have to tell y'all, I have been doing a lot better with resting, with getting a good night's sleep. You know, there were some times where I would go to sleep with my laptop on my lap because I wanted to be upstairs with the kids so that I could hear them, but wanted to continue working. And I would wake up and the laptop was just like hanging off my leg. I have literally gone to sleep in the middle of one of my podcasters recording the show. Poor Brandon Jones. He was in the middle of recording. It's not your fault. His team mental health podcast. And when I woke up, uh, it was just me. He was, he was done two hours later. And I'm sure he was like, Shaletta, are you there? Shaletta, hello. Shaletta had just fallen asleep. So instead of fighting it and trying to get one more thing done, I made a, you know how I have a schedule for the kids? I have a schedule for me now. I have a schedule to, you know, when, when I'm supposed to get stuff done, uh, it, when, when things are supposed to happen, um, you know, when I'm supposed to go to sleep. And I get in the bed at that time. And I have to tell y'all, it's made a big difference um, in my life. I, I'm, I'm less cranky. Um, I've had a lot more energy during the day. And I'm, 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 I'm clearer. My thoughts are clearer. Um, my vision is clearer. It's, it's just, it's amazing. It's beautiful. And I love it. Another thing that I love to do is make sure that I connect families with the tools and resources they need. Um, many of you already know I've got three kids with autism. Um, and, and so I, I like helping families who have young children with special needs so that they can, um, get to the therapy center that they want to go to. They can get the information that they, they can connect to resources in state and county and city services, right? They can understand what an IEP is all about, but I've been thinking 10 years ahead. Like, you know, my kids are 9, 10, and 11, the ones who have autism. At some point, they're going to be 21, 20, and 19. And when that happens, what is going to be available for them? So I've been sitting down with college professors and school superintendents and, um, you know, community uh, support services for adults with autism to say, what do you have available? And I was at the University of St. Thomas and I was talking to the president and I told him to his face, I said, one in 36 kids has autism right now in the state of Minnesota. At some point, they're going to be one in 36 adults. What do you have available for them when they come to your college? And so I I went over to the Minneapolis uh, Public School just this week because they have a program called Transitions Plus. And uh, it's for uh, adults who uh, age out of the school services. And, and here's what the problem is, ladies and gentlemen, is there's so many services and available uh, uh, available resources for uh, children 
who have special needs. Oh, baby, they roll out the red carpet. They got all kind of school services. They got all kind of county and state services. They got all kind of city services. There's private stuff available, camps and, and support groups for parents. But once your, ch- your child turns 21 and 364 days old, everything stops. Everything stops. There's no more school. So that routine, those connections, gone. No more day camps. No more services. And so parents are left to try to figure out what next. What next for my special needs child? And so they're coming to me and I'm like, hey, hey, I got little babies. I I don't know. I, I haven't done that homework yet. And so I've been doing that homework to help parents who have older kids with autism. So this week I went over to Transitions Plus, a Minneapolis program with Minneapolis Public School, and I'm taking a tour and I'm talking to some of the kids and they're working in the cafeteria and they're learning how to fix bikes and they're they they're they're learning um you know so some woodworking skills and you know just they're really you know trying to hone in on interviewing skills and it was a great tour and a great program and while I was there at Transitions Plus, Dr. Lisa Sales Adams was also taking a tour. Now, they interviewed, they were interviewing her um, for uh, the Minneapolis Public School Superintendent position. And this was just kind of a part of her, you know, uh, overview and her being in the in 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 our in our town because she's right now uh, she was at East Carver County as a superintendent there. So she was taking a tour. She was meeting with the people. She was checking out the program. And so they said, "Oh well, you know, uh, Doctor uh, Sales Adams is in the building. She's taking a tour. She's you know." I said, "Oh yeah, she's applying for the Minneapolis school superintendent position. I want to go meet her." So y'all know me. I'm nosy. Um, I was like, "Take me to her." And then they got scared. They were like, oh, Lord, what is Shaletta getting ready to do? Shaletta's just getting ready to meet the one of the two finalists for the superintendent job. That's what Shaletta's going to do. And so I, I went um, around the corner. I didn't wait for them because I think they were trying to take me in the other direction. And I found her. And she and I had a chat. And my first question was, why do you want this job? And everybody looked at me like, oh, my God. Did she she is over here conducting the interview. Why, yes, I am. Because these kids and young people in our community, their parents, they're counting on me to know who is this person? What are they all about? What are their values and what do they believe in? Do they understand how important this transitions program is and how necessary it is to advocate for children who can't talk? Who's going to speak up for them? And she and I had an amazing conversation. Turns out we know some of the same people. And even she 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 visits my church from time to time. I thought she was a member. And so it was just, you know, just a coincidence. I just happened to be in the right place at the right time to meet her. Because then, turns out, she was one of two finalists. She actually got selected. The board, Minneapolis School Board, chose Lisa Sales Adams uh, to be the superintendent. Uh, the school board voted eight to one on Friday to name her the sole finalist for the job. Uh, they cited her experience in Minnesota and the knowledge of the city of Minneapolis, in addition to her building, her ability to build trust and measure programs. Let me tell you what did it for me. 
Okay. This is what did it for me. She said she taught middle school. Okay. If you teach middle school, you are battle tested. You are ready for anything. Baby, that middle school is no joke. So if she taught middle school and she survived and lived to tell the story and kept all her teeth and hair, and she's not shaking and twitching and ticking, she is ready for anything. So best of luck to her and her efforts. Um, you know, I, I've talked about this at length that when my family moved back here to the Twin Cities, um, I wanted to move to Minneapolis, but uh, the superintendent situation in the school um, was in flux and I needed to be somewhere um, that was steady and stable because at the time my family was unstable. I had three children with autism who were severe and I needed leadership and it starts at the top and the top was shaky. So I had to move out to Cottage Grove and I'm not saying it ain't shaky out there, but the superintendent wasn't leaving at the time. So, um, you know, I, I'm telling you, if she get over there and start making some changes and doing some new, great and exciting things, uh, Shaletta and uh, Sean Brundage and the babies may be moving to Minneapolis. Who knows? We'll keep you posted. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. I tell you what, my next guest is my favorite guest of the year because she just brought me flowers. Miss Jessica Farouk is joining me. Hey, girl, this is so sweet. I tell you, you have put a smile on my face today. Oh, well, I am so excited to be here. Okay. Little nervous. I've never done this before. Well, I'm glad that uh, you're doing it with me. A day, your debut on the Shaletta Show, but not a stranger to broadcasting. Your father, a trailblazer and pioneer at our very own Star Tribune newspaper. Before we get started, we got to shout out your dad. Yep, Jimmy Jones. He had the small business column for 26 years, and he was my rock. Oh, girl. So you've been around this news business a long time. I have. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, talk to me about his legacy because now we've got Nick Williams over there. We've got D to pass over there. None of that would be possible if your dad had not paved the way. You know, so oftentimes back when he was doing his thing, they only let the black reporters do sports. You know, they were not letting yes. black, they did not think black reporters could talk about business and, and process those complicated stories. And, and your dad proved them wrong and in the process paved the way for other journalists. Talk to me about that. Yeah, I mean, he was amazing. He was born in 1927 in Missouri and um, went to Drake and was a DJ and then moved to Minnesota, became a journalist and wanted to be uh, like a newscaster, but they said, oh, Jimmy, you are you're the me. wrong color. Yeah, yeah. And so he was in print journalism, and he loved it. And his little – the picture of him was below his column every single week. And, and you know, this is the resilience part of it. Um, our, our, Especially our black men got told no so much. I, you know, I, one of my um, stories that I – tell all the time is yeah, I'm a children's book author. Y'all got my books for your yep. babies. I'm glad y'all got yes, it and enjoy thank you it. So much. And and I remember calling my uncle, my mother's only brother, and telling him, I'm gonna write a children's book. And I could tell that his whole tone, his body changed. He wasn't excited. He's always excited. And I was like, what is wrong, Uncle Tim? And he said, Well, you don't know this and nobody does. But uh twenty nine years ago when my daughter was born, I wrote a children's book. And I went to a publisher and they told me that um, nobody would want to read a children's book written by a black man. Yeah. So I know your dad faced that, but to have the resilience to say, you know what? You don't want me on TV. I'm a go and do a newspaper column. Yep. And he did it with joy and pride. And I mean, he is my role model. Yeah. He's amazing. And, and, and for so many of us in journalism, we owe him a debt of gratitude. Okay. Now, that's yes. not why you're here. We just had to <laughs> shout out your daddy because I owe him a debt of gratitude. So does anybody who is black in Minnesota working in this field. So I had to give him his yes. flowers. You gave me my flowers. I got to give you. your daddy his flowers. Now, you are not in journalism, uh, Jessica. You are a mental health professional. Uh, you're a dedicated and experienced mental health professional. 20 years of experience yes. in the field. Talk to me about your background. Well, I started out working with autism primarily um, and then started to expand and into like other primary presenting concerns. And after leaving D.C., uh, I came back here and my passion is just having more representation in our field and removing barriers for BIPOC populations. And, you know, it is so necessary, especially since we now know how important it is for all children, not just those children, but all children to um, get mental health services. And and I remember when my son was presenting with some challenges, my oldest, uh, you know, he's a normal developing child. We got three kids with autism. So we were like, you go over there. You can talk. You can walk. You can ride your bicycle. We got to focus on the kids who can't talk. And he felt left out. He was yes. feeling some kind of way. And, and and so, you know, he started acting out. And, and when we realized he needed therapy and not a spanking, because, you know, how we grew up, um, he said, I don't want 
anybody who doesn't look like me. This is yes. the child talking. Yes. yes. And this is what he said. Bless his heart. He said, I don't want some old guy with white hair telling me I can be the best that I can be. So we found Jason Clopton. The team whisperer, he came up in the muscle car and, the, you know, the, 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 the Jordans and my son instantly that 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 barrier was broken, yeah. that that wall that he had up, that tension was released. And their first session, they were playing basketball. How important is representation? Uh, extremely important because you're already breaking down barriers that way and making people feel more comfortable being vulnerable. And that is really the only way that you can make progress and establish strong relationships. And, and you've made so much progress in this field. You've established so many strong relationships. I want to talk to you about some research that came out that talks about school-based mental health services and how they improve the well-being of, of kids and, and, and teenagers. When you have that, first of all, for those of us who don't understand, what are school-based mental health services? Is that the same as just having a school counselor? Well, I think it depends school by school because I feel like everyone defi- every school district and defines it differently. Um, but they are there and they are strained and have mm-hmm. limited time. Mm-hmm. And there's no real screening process. It's kind of like, oh, well, if a teacher says this child is having behavioral issues, then they go. Or, you know... If a child has agency and says, like, I really want to talk to someone, then they'll advocate for themselves. But there's so many missed children because there's Mm. oftentimes, like, one or two social workers or counselors or psychologists. And there's 700 kids in the school. Right. Yeah. And there's not enough eyes. And our kids only get one day once, one year once, and we're missing out Mm. on so many opportunities. And speaking of those opportunities – um, and and this this research that's out that says school-based mental health services can improve the well-being of children and adolescents. You know, when COVID happened, everybody got grace. Yes. Banks got grace. Businesses got grace. Companies got grace. Employers got grace. Employees got grace. Nobody gave grace to these kids. We want to hold them to the same standard as before exactly. as if they didn't go through COVID. And, and we like to say, oh, well, the test scores since COVID are down. Well, you know what? So is everything else down. How about we just take that and remove that barrier and re- remove that stigma that says you should be here if you're in second grade when they went through the whole pandemic with us? Well, it's trauma. Mm. And I just think that also we're so concerned with what, things look like instead of building a relationship first to really understand systemic concerns, right? Because it's like understanding their family, their resiliencies, their vulnerabilities and all of mm-hmm. that and approaching them holistically instead of just saying, oh, well, you're acting out. Now mm. now you can have some extra time with this person, this yeah. professional. Yeah. Or some extra discipline. Well, right. Mm-hmm. Now, you talk about holistic approach. That is one of the things you strive to do in your practice. Talk to me about your practice. How can people get in touch with you? Because I want them to know that you not only are available, but you're available to them. Yeah, I mean, so I work currently at Institute of Relational Wellbeing, and um, I I offer 15-minute meet and greets because I feel like it has to work for everybody, right? Like, it's like, do you feel good about this connection? Do you feel good about giving me your time, your money, mm-hmm. and all that? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's important to learn about their system 
and learn about yeah. who's important in their lives and try to gather information from all different places. Mm-hmm. So you can, because it's not just talk therapy or, or like occupational therapy yeah. or, you know, it's just like all of the different things that can make your life well-rounded. And so you can build a better relationship with yourself mm. to help you contribute to your community and yes. you know, be as successful as you can be. Yeah. Now, how do people get in touch with you? Where can they find you? Give me all the details because oh. I'm coming down now. Come on. I'm writing. <laughs> Look, everybody writing me too. What's the website? Give me the phone number, girl. Give give me the scoop. So IRWB.org. IRWB.org. And okay. we are in St. Paul, 1919 okay. University. Oh, okay. He, oh, look, it's already coming up. Look, somebody on my computer didn't look you up. I don't know who it is. Let me call the kids. Y'all been trying to find Miss Jessica without me. Wait, don't leave mama. We're going to all get healthy and whole together. Now, talk to me about the practice. How long has it been there? How long have you guys been around? Well, so I'm the newest and last uh, team member. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sean Neal started this a, a while ago. Mm-hmm. And he's also a professor at um, St. Mary's. Okay. Uh, he's handpicked a very good group and oh, we're yeah. like a collective. And so we love to just grow together and learn from one another because that's important. Um, to cause not, you know, it's not good to ever think that you know everything mm-hmm. and to do the same thing over and over and over again, like a template, because every client that walks through is an individual with unique circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I love that the faces are young and new and diverse. Um, you know, you all have cultivated a, a great group of of people in this space. Um, and that was, again, you know, when we start talking about kids and um, young people in mental health, they don't want no old therapists. They want some young people who know the music yep. and who know who Future is and, and Young V's and all these other people. They want somebody that they can identify with. They just left a mom and daddy mm-hmm. to come and talk to you. They don't want to talk to another parent. They want to talk to somebody who's just a little bit older, who's got one foot on the parent side, but also a, a, a little bit of that, that youthful energy that they can connect and identify with right and then going back to what you said just having representation where it's important where you look like your clients Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right and so i've come from places where you just have gaps in your schedule and they just fill people in yeah and it doesn't matter who it is right yeah it don't matter who it is right but therapy is an investment and so you know you need to make sure that you can build trust and, and strong rapport. Okay, so we're going to take a quick commercial break, okay. but when we come back, I'm going to keep talking to Jessica because she talked about something that um, is so important, and I don't want to gloss over it, is the importance of connection. You know, you don't want to uh, start this journey of mental health and well-being and get with a therapist that you don't actually vibe with, that you don't connect with. And so we're going to talk a little bit about those 15-minute meet and greets, um, how you can sign up for one and and continue our discussion because we don't want to wait until the first of the year to put our mental health on a list. We want to do it and get it right now. We'll be back. It is 2.50. Sending a shout-out to Steve Winfield and his wife, Robin Hickman Winfield, two of my favorite people in the whole world. They are just amazing. And who is amazing is the guest that I've been talking to in the studio with me, Jessica Farouk. She is with IRWB. 
B, she is a mental health professional. And Jessica, you said something um, that I had to get you to stick around for is that you offer 15 minute meet and greets. It is so important that when you go to see a therapist, that there is a connection there, a mutual connection. It's got to work for you. How can people sign up for those? Uh, They can just reach out to me on the website. Okay. And I will respond. Um, and I offer this just as a way to hear what people are looking for, first of all, in therapy, what they're looking for in a therapist, what they're not looking for in a therapist. Um, I can give them kind of like my spiel to see if that vibes with them. And um, if it doesn't, I'm happy to always refer out. And I, I take that seriously to refer to people who seem to match like what they're looking for if, it, if I'm not a good fit. Okay. It's I... Um, rwb.org they can go to the website um, when you are there uh, you can go under the who we are button and Jessica is there her information is there you can read more about her thank you so much for being on the show thank you so much and thank you for the flowers now I gotta get in and talk to my friend Steve Thompson Steve is on the line his show is coming up next Steve how you doing brother Good, Shaletta. How have you been? I'm, I'm sure you have everything done for the holidays. Of course, I do not. I do not. <laughs> but let me tell you what I did to my kids. So oh. my mama called, and she said, I don't know about your parents and, and your wife's parents, but my mother spoils my children. And so she said, write down everything you want for Christmas. Now, why would she do that, Steve? Why would she do that? So they are over here like they're taking the SATs. They went and got paper. They sat down. Steve, I can't get my kids to sit down and do their homework. They got to get up. They got to take snack break. They got potty. They need to stretch. She told them to write down everything they needed for Christmas. They didn't move. They were very serious about it, Steve. They even wrote in pen. Okay? That, that, that is a great activity. My brother and I would fight over the serious catalog that would come <laughs> around the holidays. And if you're old enough to remember the Sears holiday catalog yes. that would show up and we'd fight over that thing and we'd go through and we'd circle and say, we want that, we want that, we want that. But the thing is, if we got one of those things, it was a good year. It was a good so, year. Yeah, yeah. It was a good year if we got one, one thing of them. One of One thing that even yeah. looked like what what was in the catalog because sometimes we would get it be like that was not the way it was looking in the catalog why is this dollhouse only one story the catalog was three what is yeah, going it, on it, daddy it, it, exactly i i wanted 10 hot wheels i only got one <laughs> uh, but but nevertheless no my my mom and michelle's mom kind of over the years have reached out to her and said what do you think the girls want Oh, yeah, my mom just bypassed. Yeah, my mom don't want to hear nothing I got to say because I'm going to tell her, don't get them more than two things. Uh, because we teach our children, listen, Santa is not free. That dude is nice because we pay him to be nice. He don't even like y'all for real. We give him money. These toys are not free. And so what I did, because my kids were just, it, I don't know something, Steve, it just, it just irked my nerves that, that they were sitting here writing down all this stuff. They went and got the iPads. They were doing research. They would write down prices and what website she could buy it on. And so I, I told them, Steve, look, I told them, I said, everybody get up. Come on, we're going to go for a ride. Where are we going? We're going to Target. Come on, we're going to Big Target in Woodbury. They were like, oh, the Big Target. So we got in the car. We went to Target. I said, y'all pick out a gift. 
whatever y'all want, just pick it out. Is it a limit? I said, nope, no limit. Just pick it out. And they were taking their time. See, they were picking out their favorite gift. We went to the register. And then we got back in the car and drove across the parking lot to the uh, Comcast Xfinity store. And I said, come on, get out. I said, and get your gift. And look, look, my daughter. Yes, we're going to get our gift because we don't want anybody to break in the car and steal it. I said, yeah, baby, that's right. Get your gift. So we walked through the store past the counter. And they were like, where are we going? I said, come on, keep walking. So we went to the back of the store. They had the Toys for Tots being. Ah, good they had the Toys for Tots. My kids were like, what's this all about? I said, you're going to drop this toy. In this Toys for Tots bin. Because, see, this is the season of giving, and y'all think that everybody's supposed to be giving to you. So what we're going to do is we're going to give this toy that you really wanted away to a child whose parents can't afford it. Yeah. That was was a lot, Steve. That that is an outstanding lesson. And for me, I'm now to the point where I I really, if people ask, what do you want this if my kids want to get me something, you know, that that's nice. But I say the same thing every year. You don't have to get me a thing. If if you want to hang out with your old man, oh. that, that that's good enough for me. Oh, you're so um, sweet. So I I think it, it is good, though, for kids, kids to learn uh, about the giving part. Because really the giving part, at the end of it all, is, is what really feels good. Yeah, yeah. They didn't feel good at the time. Um, because they got back in that car, baby. And if they could have put me in an old folks home at 51, they would have. They, I think Daniel might've called me Shaletta. He was like, yeah. uh, excuse me, Shaletta. I was like, what? Mommy yeah. to you. <laughs> yeah. Ma- Mom, you lost your mind. Right. Uh, <laughs> Mommy's been drinking again. We got problems here. <laughs> no, they'll, they'll, they'll figure it out though. They'll, they'll figure that out. I'm hoping, and then now, I know you, you're seeing it now because your kids are older, yeah. but, you know, they probably come back to you. I'm hoping that that's one of those lessons, Steve, that, you know, when they get older, they'll come back to me and say, Mom, I remember when, you know, this happened or that happened. And, you know, do your kids do that now? Because you got, like Sinbad says, you got grids, you got grown adult kids. So do they ever yeah. come back to you and say, Dad, remember when you did? Thank oh, you, Dad. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and that, and I think that, that's what's so gratifying. It's like, you know, we, we have these certain things we do. Like every year we go to the Walker Art Center and see the British Arrow Awards, which is really a well-done film. And it's the top ads that ran in the U.K. And they hand out awards. And it's it's a wonderful film. It's a holiday tradition. So on Sunday, we're going to go to the Walker, take in some of the art, and then see the film. And we've done that now for years, and everybody's excited about it. You know, we'll, we'll get something to eat, too, and kind of make a day of it. And that is a wonderful tradition. And, you know, some folks go see, you know, a show or whatever, but you know, we, we go to the British Arrow Awards every year down at the Walkers, one of the things we do around the holidays. Well, one of the things that I'm going to be doing is listening to your show. He is up next. That is Steve Thompson. This has been The Shaletta Show. Y'all have a great rest of the weekend. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 